another episode of Close Faith Cheese Steaks. This, uh, this is episode 80. We're really getting up there close to uh, a hundo soon. Got to celebrate the round numbers. It's always a good feeling. Of course, of course. Uh, celebrating off a uh, an Eagles win this past Sunday against the Panthers. It was. Uh, That's true. That's good. It's very. Uh, it, it almost felt like a loss, but it was a W in the win column. So. Um, it was an interesting game. I'll, I'll let you go first on your initial thoughts before we get into the rest of the league. So, uh, Eagles recap, what you, how are you feeling? I mean, you're right. You hit it on the head. Like, it's kind of tough. Like, they did win. That's the most important thing. This was a game we had to win. But I still feel – I think I felt worse about the team after they won this game than I did after losing to, like, the Chiefs the week before. Um, the defense played great. So let's start with the good stuff. Defense played great. I was very impressed with that. The obviously big play slate finally showed up, made some big plays. He was huge. The two interceptions yeah. were massive. Nelson, who, you know, I've been critical of every veteran that how he brought in on the defense side for the one-year contracts. It was good to see Nelson step up. Hargrave is just an absolute maniac. Like he he's, is. Yeah. He's an all pro right now. That's what I mean. Like I I'm expecting to be on the all pro team. This is incredible what he's doing. He's by far the best player on this team right now. Oh, yeah. uh, it's really, really a comforting sign to see him dominate. Cox has played well. I thought Cox and Hargrave in particular played really well last week. And then um, Nelson and Slay, and even Maddox. Maddox had some good plays there. I was really impressed with um, the defense and the aspect that they were able to make plays with the sacks, with interceptions. T.G. Edwards doing something. That's always nice to see. You don't see that very often. Came with a huge block punt. I believe he was uh, NFL Special Teams Player of the Week even this week. He was, Unless, uh, I think NFC, yeah. NFC, my apologies. Yeah, NFC. So listen, it's a win. I mean, there's now that's probably the good. The defense is definitely the good side. I mean, they gave up what 17 points. You're going to win a lot of games if you can give up 17 points. The offense is still or 18. The offense is still a concern. I mean, it's the same thing every week. I'm bitching about the fact that we don't run the ball, which again, we weren't. And we had penalties, which we had six for 60. Not not great, but a significant improvement over (laughs) what I've seen so far. So I'll take that. I, I worry about other aspects. I mean, I, I don't think it was a well-coached game at all offensively. Again, the that fact was, we're ignoring to run the ball that, is that, brutal. That first half was probably his worst play calling all season. Oh, that was tough, man. That was very so. tough to watch. And it's just I, it's little stuff here and there that makes me worried about the coaching staff as well. Like, the penalties were better, but would it Miles Sanders run out of bounds twice when you're trying to kill the ball? Like, that well, – you can't do that, right? Like, yeah. And, like – it's hard not to get on the coaching about that. I know they're new coaching staff. I know they're learning. But, man, the penalties, the dumb mis- dis- decisions, like, it, that's tough. Uh, obviously, there was a couple drop balls that were tough. I think Ertz and Goddard both had one. There was the brutal a penalty by Greg Ward that called back a touchdown. So, it's, it's definitely a work in progress. Comes to the quarterback. I think Ertz is – we got more of less what we've been seeing already. He, um, he still shows good poise. He's careful with the ball. But – the, the big plays aren't really there as much. The arm strength's not still in question. I like the fact that they ran them a little bit more. Um, the, the RPO we had on the touchdown run was uh, uh, beautiful. And then the two-point conversion right after that was incredible. I thought that was the best series uh, in a while. So I, if they yeah, could just do more. When they ran the ball, they didn't do it yeah, enough, though. I, I, like, help hurts out, man. Like, he's, he, he is a mobile quarterback that is smart and can make good plays. Let him run that RPO. He ran it well in Oklahoma. Like, this is his bread and butter. I don't understand why we don't want to play you know, these strengths. You know what, though? I'm starting to think that it's not all in Sirianni's hands because there was a lot that came out on Monday and Tuesday about how <clears throat> Lori is, like, pretty involved in, like, 
giving input into the coaching. I, I believe that. I definitely and believe that. And he was saying something to – I forget who he was talking to. He told one of the players something about how – or maybe he was being interviewed. I can't remember. But something about how, like, well, the analytics tell us that the pa- – you can establish the pass. It allows you to run the ball better. It's like, what? What? No. What? That's – I. There's like what? How long has the NFL been like a hundred years? And I think that's been disproven it's, every one of those years that they've established been established. Run and you can open up the pass. It's not really the vice versa. The offensive game plan is such a question mark. Like what we come up with, the ignoring yeah. of the run. They, I I wouldn't be surprised if Lori and Howie's hands are in it. It's tough. I will give Hertz this. Like I said, it was more the same from what I've seen the first couple of weeks. The fact that the guy was able to go out there, win the game with a terrible game plan, his coaching staff, and really wasn't getting much help. Like I said, there was bad drops, there was penalties, and then they're not running the ball. The fact that he had the grit, he made plays when he had to, and he went out there and won you the game. That was a good sign. I loved everything about that. I think that was a good stepping stone um, in his development. Like You're going to have to win ugly, tough games, and he went out there and did it. Look at the other side. Sam Donald's yeah. and also another unproven young quarterback. He looked terrible. He cost his team that game where Hertz did enough to win you an ugly game. And that was, that was the biggest plus I saw, obviously the defense. And then just the fact that Hertz had the grit and determination and did enough to win the game was what was my biggest takeaways positive at least. Sure. Yeah. I, I think a lot of echoing what you said, I think the defense played really, really well. Um, I mean, I think Sam Donald came back down to earth a bit because I think people were hyping him up and then he yeah. showed his true colors. But I also think the Eagles defense played played him really well. It looks like yeah. they blitzed a little more, had a little more movement, which is good. They weren't being like, it I was. look yeah. what happened. They had Slay run around with DJ Moore. I I barely heard DJ Moore's name called at all. They played well. Oh, no, he played Steve Nelson, a big play slay were yeah. huge this week. Two picks for big play slay. And Nelson had that clutch interception. So yeah, it was a beautiful game. I was, I mean, listen, I haven't seen that from Nelson or slay all season. That was a good sign. Yeah. Cause listen, you're gonna have to rely on guys like that. Hargrave, Cox, slay Nelson. These are guys you're going to have to rely on. You know, you don't have edge rushers. You know, you don't have linebackers. These are your strength of your team or your corners and your interior D line. And they played well. They the big guys for you played well, and it won. Yeah. And it won you the game pretty much. Yeah, the I actually just, I mean, I I had a had a feeling that they they were pretty solid. But do you so so the top pass defense teams right now? I think the Panthers were number one, and the Bills okay. were number two, both at like under hundred or both under two hundred passing yards a game. Do you know where the Eagles ranked? We'll probably, I want to say like 270, maybe a little north of that. We'll probably no lower. The Eagles rank number three in the NFL in pass yards a game allowed with 194. Wow. You I'm, have the number I'm, three pass defense right now. <laughs> like what? <laughs> that is surprising considering we gave up 40 back to back weeks. Yeah. You know, well, because a lot of teams attack us on the ground. And then I even like Prescott oh, didn't yeah. have huge numbers. I don't think we've had a 300 yard quarterback turn against us yet. Um, I mean, yeah, some of that's going to come down to our offense hasn't been really doing much in the offseason or this season. I mean, so. same with Mahomes. I don't think went over 300 either. So I, I doubt that. I think Tyree Hill himself almost had 200 yards, but I, I don't yeah, but remember nobody the else. Head. Yeah, nobody else touched the ball besides Tyreek, though. So that I think, is true. I, I think Mahomes had like 280. Hey, I mean, this is, I mean, listen, we got a short week. We're playing Thursday against the Bucs and Brady. That pass defense is going to have to show up again, though. And we we were waiting for this, I think, in the last two games, the Chiefs and the um, the Cowboys. 
Hertz is going to have to make plays. And this is going to be another week where he's going to have to make plays and we haven't seen it yet. I don't expect us to run the ball. If we start running the ball against the number one run defense in the league, I'll lose my mind after we ignored to run the ball against and every other team when it would yeah, be a great decision. They have injuries on defense too. Devontae David's out. Their cornerbacks are hurt. So, hey, you know what? This, listen, you want to steal one? But th- this, there was a play. I, I don't I don't remember if you uh, remember seeing it in the uh, Carolina game. It was the offsides penalty. And then Hertz went and just chucked in the end zone and it was 10 yards out of bounds. I think yes. it was in the third quarter last. So I was like watching that play and I was like, this is the perfect, just in a nutshell of a season description of what Jalen Hurts has been. He's smart enough and poised enough in the pocket to see the guy jump off bounds, get out, make the correct read, where just get someone in the, in the end zone. He's pointing, directing, getting them there. He knows the ball's got to go in the end zone. Makes everything is correct up until when the ball leaves his hand and it goes 10 yards out of bounds and they didn't even get a chance to go get a touchdown on a free play. It's like... That is where we're missing. And that's why I want to see more of this RPO stuff. I saw it in the Panthers game and it works pretty well. You're not running the ball, but the threat of the, of the hurts might running a bit, you know, yeah. makes the defensive play on um, honest. And I think that would help them. You know, I think too many times, and this could be where, um, you know, Lori's stepping in too much is they do probably want a guy that's going to sit in the pocket and just sling the ball, you know, 40 times a game, put up 300 yards and all this with a huge arm and, I just haven't seen a, a game plan so far that plays to hurt strengths. Like we got to let the guy succeed, give him a chance. And I just, I, at one point, what is going to change? Is hurts going to start doing too much? Is he start going to put the ball in a tough windows and maybe start turning it over a little bit more? Um, maybe not playing it as safe or is Sirianni and this coaching staff going to change the game plan to play to their quarterback strengths? I just, what are we waiting for? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, still, I mean, they got like, it, it's, it was a positive showing. Hey, you won. You won. I'm not, I don't want to kill them. There's, there's, there were issues during that game, but they won. I, they, I, I'm a big, they, they found a way to stay in a game where their offense was abysmal. Just yeah. couldn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, they had his fucking safety for Christ's sake. <laughs> like, that's true. That oh, was that play. Oh, Mike. He's lucky that was a safety because, man, if they recovered that a touchdown, I would have lost my mind. He should have jumped on that a hundred times before it was even in the end zone. Um, yeah. There's still, there's still moments where it's just like head scratchers. Like it was second and two and they didn't run the ball. They had Hurts drop back and he got hammered and they lost like 10 yeah. yards. Yeah. I'm just like, why? Like that's, that's where you run the ball. We saw Dallas run all over the Panthers last week. Zeke Elliott was one of my studs, and he ran all over that team. Their Panthers are top three in sacks and, you know, pressures and quarterback hits and all those stats. You started four backup offensive linemen. I just – or no, Mulata played. I apologize. I think it was only three backup offensive linemen. Like, I'm I'm just baffled on what what would it take for you to run the ball? Like, what more do you possibly need to run the ball? Yeah. it's tough. I, I mean, it was had, a frustrating had, game. Frustrating Temple, win. Temple alum Hassan Reddick was uh, causing havoc. He had like two sacks. Back like to back, back to plays. back plays. Yeah. I, I mean, know on Mulata. The I one he got thinking, off so quick. I was like, holy hell. Like, Hurts Hurts didn't even get through his drop back yet. And he was already in the backfield. I was like, damn. I was, I was saying this going into this game. Obviously, Lane Johnson's got personal matters on that we're not exactly sure what ex- what's going on there exactly. Yeah doesn't sound good so you know prayers out to him i hope it gets resolved and everything but you know i was saying man that these injuries and just that playing these inexperienced guys are kind of starting to set you up you got a nice young offensive line if you think 
you bring back Dillard. You keep Malata. Dickerson bumps the center whenever Kelsey moves on, which we yeah. might be this year. Sayamalo is perfectly fine as a left guard. Yeah. And then you use one of your many draft picks Draft's on a right point, yeah. guard. And, you, man, you Malata's on a cheap deal if he keeps getting better. Dillard, let's be honest, hasn't been great. His rookie contract, so you could probably bring him back a little cheaper. I think he's played – I mean, not not like first round. I think – well, I think I the last like two weeks, the for, last two weeks, are the best I've seen yeah, him play for, so far. For not having ever really started a game, yes. like he's, I think he's playing well, you know, same with yeah. Dickerson, like Dickerson rebounded pretty well after his he did. first game. So no, listen, this is, this is thinking the offense line of the future, you know, thinking Kelsey's going to retire. I don't know what the, you know, maybe Lane moves on, retires, or you get out of yeah. the contract or do whatever you got to do. The core you have of offensive line of the future with Dillard and, you know, um, Melato, you know, as the bookends. Yeah. Dickerson, I think, will be a fine center. We know what Sanamalo is. Bring in another guy. You, that's not a bad offensive line to keep rolling with. And we know how important that, uh, the, the offensive line is to success. I mean, that's where we had the most success when we were uh, in those Super Bowl years and going to the playoffs is that offensive line was just bullying people. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that's the one nice thing. Because, like you said, I thought – Dillard played well the last couple of games. I think Dickerson has rebounded a lot. He was rough in the Cowboys game, but everyone should expect that. And he's played really well since then. Malata gives you the added advantage is you can bump him to a new position because the guy hasn't played football very long. So it's not like he spent his entire life learning left tackle. He didn't look great at some moments. The Riddick back-to-back sacks were a tough look, but you know, you're playing these young guys. It looks you're setting up for the future nicely. You got a lot of young skill players. It's just, man, you got to make the most out of them. I like the pieces coming together roster-wise on offense, but the coaching and the game call, uh, the game plan is just, I've been revolted by it. Yeah, I, I'm hoping it's, I mean, even in, when I was listening to radio and some of the, in the press conferences, I mean, you could tell Sirianni was like, was a little relieved that they won, but you could kind of tell he wasn't like, ha- like super happy with it, how it went. Like you could tell like I he mean, felt like there was, stuff that was wrong which is how he should be but of course a lot of times they win yeah but a lot i think a lot of times coaches will like still be like hey we won like it's good we're moving on but he he seemed like it was like he he knew it felt like a loss so i'm I'm just glad that he's still taking that taking it all in and we have like we have to give him time because he's a rookie coach so i i listen i agree with you i'm very critical and i was very critical after this week mostly because that game plan looked bad yeah i see which i see you come one coming from but my problem is i'm seeing the same mistakes every single week the right, penalties were better five, but it's the yeah. penalties it's not running the ball it's like we're not even getting slightly better we're just as bad at run ignoring the run and committing penalties and stupid plays as we were in week one where's yeah. the progress that's what i want to see i want to see the progress that's my biggest issue yeah, well, it'll be a good test against the uh, the Bucks, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a short week. Crazy things happen. I, I mean, I know who you're picking this week. You got to stick to your preseason guns, and you I you got to you called it. So we'll see. I mean, the defense is gonna have to play big. They're gonna have to slow them down. I again, Hertz is gonna have to make plays. That offense is gonna have to make plays, and it's not just Hertz. You know, Goddard and Earth both had bad drops. I'm still waiting for more from all of the young wide receivers. They've shown flashes and, you know, glimpses of potential. Quez looks nice still. Quez does look good. He's probably looked the best so far this season, to be honest with you. I think Devontae's been good. Rager's not been up to what I thought he would. Based on what I saw in training camp and what I was hearing, I thought he would be doing more. It looks like he's seen, it just seems like he's not getting separation. Or if he is, yeah. he's getting open too late and, you know, 
Hertz has already gotten rid of the ball, but yeah, that's, I mean, with Devontae, I mean, I, it, it seems pretty clear that going into each game plan, each game, the defenses are taking away Devontae Smith. I, I like the, the coverage and the, pre, and the focus seems to be more on Devontae Smith than it is. And obviously they ignore the run game because it never happens. And you don't really have much outside of Devontae Smith. You have Watkins look good, but like you said, Rager's look bad. I mean, Goddard's been nice when they give him the ball. Yeah, he's well, been, he's been I mean, a he's been a yards after catch machine. Do you see the one where he literally like threw like three people off of him just to get like five more yards? Oh no, that's I mean, God, it's been inconsistent too. I mean, he had a he had a great play there. He had a bad drop. I, and he's had an, he's had other bad yeah, drops I mean, this he, season. He he was off balance. He should it t- if it touches your hand, you catch. That's my philosophy. I agree, but I, I agree. do I do think it was a very difficult catch. So here's my question for you. Obviously, no one expected Zach Ertz to be here in the beginning of the season. Sure. Do you want to see Dallas Goddard play more? Because I looks like our Ertz is out there getting more snaps. It, at times, Ertz looks like the better player. But are you still trying to just tra- translate? Like, this this is a rebuilding year. We we all know that. Like, Ertz wasn't supposed to be on this team. Do we really want to waste Goddard's developmental snaps? You know, it, it could be also be hard for him to get into a consistent groove when him and Ertz are just coming off the field as much. Well... For one, I don't think Ertz is going to get traded this year. Um, no. He has I, – I don't think he's shown enough to, like, warrant value for other teams. Um, I, I still think – it still looks like Goddard is, like, the main option at tight end, but they use a lot more packages with both of them, I've noticed, um, which I think is smart. They're both still talent. Like, Ertz still has talent. Obviously, yeah. that drop he had was bad, but, yeah, um, you know. I, I, he definitely has lost a bit of a step, but I still think he's a top, you know, 15 tight end when he's, you know, healthy. Um, we'll see. I, I would like, I prefer to see more Goddard. Absolutely. But I know they use him a lot on extra blocking. So they'll have Ertz go after receiver, but. Yeah. Which, you know, that's just, it's playing to his strengths too. The guy's a good blocker, but you know, sure. we don't run the ball. So I want to see him out there catching passes. Sure. Sure. Uh, all right, moving on to the rest of the games and rest of the action in the league. Uh, Thursday, we had Rams Seahawks. Seahawks lost Russell Wilson to some pretty gross finger injury. Yeah, that was disgusting. Yeah, that's so, that's that's gonna be tough. That so that might be you, the end of you that factor, season. You factor Russ is gonna be out for I think it said what four to six weeks at least. Um, uh-huh. and so you have who the hell? You, Geno Smith is starting. Well, actually, he didn't look. He didn't look bad. Yeah, he had some moments. I, I don't it's, expect some him moments. to play. There's a reason he's a backup. Yeah. Um, and their defense is like for as much as we should on our defense at times, like especially the run defense. Seattle's defense is like on a worse pace than Dallas's defense was last year. So yeah, it's very. I mean, it's been bad for which a while. Just weird too. to say because Seattle was known for like the best defense in the league for so many years, and now they're just. Terrible. Yeah, I really think it's gonna be tough. I think this might be a season blow for the Seahawks. I don't think they're gonna be able to win many games without Wilson. Like you said with the defense, I don't think this is a very good team outside of the fact that they have Russell Wilson. He probably counts for six extra wins every year. Um, so tough break, tough yeah. break for Seattle. I can't remember if I had them in the um winning their division or making the wild card, but I definitely had them making the playoffs in the preseason. Uh, I believe I had them as last in their division. I just they, I, they look like a six-win team with Russell Wilson doing amazing things. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't envision them because their defense isn't going to win them games, so it's going to come down no. to Geno Smith. So yeah, it's gonna be, yeah. that's going to be a tough one for them. Um, we had a uh, 
early morning uh, London game. Jets and the Falcons was actually a lot closer than I thought. Jets. Hey, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts finally started. Kyle doing Pitts something. finally had a uh, what do you have like hundred. 80 or 160 yards or something. Something like that. I think he had a touchdown. He had yeah. Best game of his career, easily. Yeah. Uh, started him in fantasy. Didn't help me win, but I think he uh, had a nice game. Um, so, Falcons won that. Then we had the uh, Bengals and the Packers were tied. It went to overtime. And both kickers missed game-winning field goals. <laughs> and then the back, the Packers came back around and made their uh, – I think Crosby was like three for six. Like he missed. Yeah. Like very, field this, this was a very bad week for kickers. Very bad week. for. Well, kickers. the Colts kicker got cut. <laughs> so. Oh, did he? Wow. Really? Yeah, I think so. Well, I could shit. Wow. I actually didn't know that. It's just funny. Cause I just dropped him from my fantasy team uh, last night or this morning. And then I saw on Twitter that he got, it was, well, it was like a meme of like John Gruden and Blankenship, like, holding hand, like high-fiving it was like both unemployed <laughs> so yeah wait so uh, not to get off track but since you mentioned it it was the big news this week so yeah. far what is your thoughts on the john gruden thing um yeah i don't want to i don't think we should get too much into it because there's still a lot no, of but, it's, knowns, but it's, i yeah i think it's uh after the first few email after the first email i was like i was like if everyone else around the league is saying it's not a big deal and like even, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy who did like Monday night football with Gruden all those years, he didn't Tur- seem, uh, Tur- yeah, Mike Tarico. He was, he did not seem offended by it at all. He thought it was, you know, it was what it was. It was 10 years ago. And I was like, they yeah. should move on. But then all those other emails started coming out and all like, you know racism and um homophobia and all this other stuff and then you're like all right clearly there's something going on here and i think it was the right move to i mean he's never unless like 20 years passed but he's already in the 60s i think um oh, i don't, yeah. you're not, I don't think Chris he's going to be in the league again i don't think he's going to be he's not recovering from this maybe he'll go coach high school football who knows um maybe. yeah i don't I, just... I uh yeah it's it's disappointing you, you know, it's sad that it's still prevalent in today's world, but I just, it'll always be there, unfortunately. And I think the, the other thing to take away from this is that they, this was an investigation by the league apparently. And they've, they've been like going through like 650,000 emails. So, you know, that they have dirt on other coaches, probably other general managers, owners. So I would not be shocked if another coach gets forced to resign or another GM, like something comes out about them. Cause oh, I'm yeah. sure there's a ring of like people involved in this. Well, now, I mean, yeah, I mean, going back to I mean, you yeah, said with the Snyder, the, the Washington owner was sending like, apparently like nude pictures of their cheerleaders around. It's like, I, what? See what going back to the main point of this is I'm surprised. My first thought was cause it happened so fast. Like we heard about the first email and then like, then other emails surfaced. And then by the next day he was gone. It was like so fast. And then I think it was today or yesterday, he got kicked out of the ring of honor for a 10th yeah, day. Like, yeah, the Bucks did. man, the fall from grace was quick. Deservingly. The stuff he was saying yeah. was, was bad and that's not acceptable. And I agree with that, but it's just, it's how quick it, it unfolded. I shocked me. Uh, like you said, with investigation, this is not the end. There will be more coming out. Like you said, the investigation was started because Washington football team got in trouble. Yeah. And they were, the NFL was reviewing there. 
I think it's a tough, tough uh, break for Gruden. I mean, I'm not going to condone his behavior, but tough break when they dig up your your personal emails to to someone that used to work for the Washington team they're investigating 10 years ago when you've never worked there or don't work there now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, I'm not excusing the behavior. It's just, it's interesting how this whole thing's playing out. I definitely think there's more to it. You know, the players have already petitioned for the emails. The real question, and I'm waiting to see is, listen, you got rid it looked like the NFL pushed Gruden out. Like they gave Mark Davis no, op, you know, ultimatum. And I mean, he Mark, called out, uh, the commissioner. So, well, yeah, I, I that's think Gruden was going to last regardless. <laughs> well, but here's the, here's the real question is. Gruden sending these emails to the president of the Washington football team, Bruce Allen, who was employed and hired and worked mm. hand in hand with Dan Snyder. I don't think it's too hard to assume that Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen are probably pretty aligned with this behavior and attitude. And I think it's going to look real bad for Dan Snyder. If they're this in depth oh, that they're yeah. firing John Gruden from 10 years ago, and then it's going to come down to this. Is he, is Goodell going to push out one of his owners? One of his big franchise owners has been an owner for a while and, I think he's going to have plenty of evidence. If you were able to get rid of Gruden so fast, and I'm curious to see if Goodell puts puts it down the line and forces out one of his biggest owners in in the sport. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a fine line to walk because on one hand, it's it's just not acceptable, especially in this profession. And then there's the other hand where it's like, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like everybody's way too offended by everything um and it's hard it's it's hard to say especially coming from like our perspective you know but it's i just remember it always was like sticks and stones may break my bones but words never hurt me and now it's all like cancel culture but no and i I agree with you like gruden should have been fired should be banned from the nfl because everything that was said in those emails is is unaccepted but yeah i think i think for people to say you know they should his life should be ruined this and that is like I think you need to like, take a step back and what more do you want from the guy? You already, you know, you've already taken his, it, job, I mean, his taken career. His respect. Ruined. Exactly. So like, what yeah. else do you, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, it's not good, but yeah, um, I, I don't contone his behavior, what he said at all. Yeah. It's going to get, it's going to get ugly before it gets. We'll say, listen, they, they, they pushed out uh, Richardson, the owner of the Panthers with that me too movement kind oh, of yeah, uh, yeah. positions. The NBA did it with Donald Sterling. They pushed him out for similar bad behavior and talking. I mean, he's, I, I'm not saying John Gruden is a saying, I think Don Sterling's more worse of a human being than John Gruden, but I forgot. About um, that. I mean, those are the only owners I can think of that were pushed out by the league respect, you know, their league respectfully. And Snyder's probably the biggest name out of all. I mean, he, it's a huge franchise. It's one of the first franchises ever, the Redskins. And he's been there a while and it's going to be interesting. I, that's what I want to see. I want to see if Goodell actually uses his might, uses his power not to kick out a coach, but to go get one of these owners out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, oh yeah. This is, this is the beginning. This is chapter one. This is, is definitely beginning. chapter one. Yeah. yeah. So, uh. Well, you know, hey, you know, unfortunately, in the NFL, you talk scores and stats, but you also talk controversies. The NFL is more in line with controversies than fantasy football, pretty much. And, you know, they're always in line with it. Uh, But not not to get distracted, but, you know, keep your your recap. It's just, you know, the big news you got to get an opinion on. Yeah. Um, The Broncos lost to the Steelers. Uh, I mean, Steelers are pretty much in control, and the Broncos had a late push. but they lost Juju Smith-Schuster for the year on a 
he had a shoulder surgery yeah um so he might he because he signed on a what one year deal to come back to pittsburgh one year so deal he yeah. might that might be it for him yeah I, I would imagine good win for the i mean they steelers needed that win they needed yeah. that win um another i feel bad for i mean it's gotta be like the worst fan base to be a part of if you're a lions fan because you just you're just cursed but man they another close game they lost back-to-back weeks on a on a game ending field goal yeah, one being a record a setting. Nineteen seventeen. It's it's never a, it's never a good sign when your head coach is crying by week five in the post game interview. That that's not good. I like. I mean, I like the guy. I, he clearly, he's passionate and fights for his players. Yeah, but it's not a good sign to see your coach crying by week five already. I mean, I don't care that he cried. I think it's just he's frustrated. I think that's all it was. Oh yeah, no. I mean, listen, that's a good sign. If I was a player, I'd want to play for that guy. It's just, it is, you know, the emotions of you've had yeah. multiple backbreaking losses. It's crippling the guy. It's killing him. And you, you listen, you see the guy cares a lot. I like him as a coach. I think he's going to be, he's got a different attitude to him than any other coach I've seen run through Detroit in you know, the last 20 years. Like, I actually see this guy as a one that wants to fight and win. Yeah. I mean, they, what I forget, wasn't Jim Caldwell there for like all of a year? Probably. I mean, that's a very Detroit Lions kind of thing to do. Fire a like coach. He, after yeah, I just remember him being fired like way too early. And like every Lions fan I've ever like talked to since then has been like, yeah, they should have kept on to him because he probably could have helped us. But oh well. Uh, moving on, the Bucks uh, destroyed the Dolphins. The Dolphins are just giving the Eagles a great draft pick right now. I love everything about that. <laughs> Keep losing, baby. Keep uh, losing. Um, the Saints beat up on Washington. I don't know where Washington's defense is. Very surprising for them this year. Yeah, they've like we talked about. Eagles beat the Panthers after. I mean, they they didn't take the lead till what three minutes left in the fourth quarter. It was their first lead all game. Yeah. So, um, Titans beat the Jaguars. I for some reason I feel like they play the Jaguars every week. Twice a week, twice a year. Derrick Henry once again is not human and had another good game. Give you a little preview. I mean, it's just at some point I was like, I want I could put Derrick Henry on the studs list every every week. He was my number one stud thing last week, but it's like like sometimes I just get bored. I'm like, I can put the Derrick Henry just pencil him in every single week. So he didn't make it this week just because I'm so used to him dominating the Jaguars 180. Him and Tom Brady were the same thing. I'm like Tom Brady putting four touchdowns and 400 yards against the Dolphins and Derrick Henry just running all over the Jaguars are like, I'm so used to that by now. It's not, I don't even think it's impressive anymore. I've seen it happen a thousand times. Instead of, uh, so, so instead of three studs, you should make it two. And then the third stud becomes the Derrick Henry honorable mention. So that yeah, that's just yeah, every single week, <laughs> every single week like, I can make him a stud. Yeah. It's, it's, he's nuts. Um, uh, the Patriots beat the Texans in a close game, and uh, Mills, the Texans rookie quarterback, actually played really well. They maybe, Surprised. maybe they got a quarterback. Who knows? And but, we'll uh, see. I mean, he was what the number one. It was in the Duds list last week after the four interception yeah, game. Yeah, but he turned I, around and had a really nice game. So. He does, and you know what? I'm surprised because Bill Belichick does not. He does not struggle against rookie quarterbacks. That's true. Rookie quarterbacks true. don't find success against yeah, they only him. Won by, they only one by three. Very surprised by that game in general. Yeah, 300 yards, three touchdowns for David Mills, no interceptions. Yeah, good, Very surprised good, by that. Percentage. Yeah, they were in at that whole game too. Yeah. Um, the Bears beat up on the Raiders, 20 to 9. 
Defense uh, looks good, man. Very Raiders good. defense looks like they're finally back to uh, where they were that first year Khalil Mack came in. I, you know what? The energy of having Fields out there has just changed this whole team. You know, I the defense looks better since they've named him a starter. Do I think he's affecting the defense? No, I think they're you're just kind of clicking right now. But I think it's just the energy and excitement to have a new guy out there and like believing. You know, you know what you you are with Andy Dalton. You know, you're going to be an eight and eight or nine and seven. Did Justin Fields? You never know. Maybe he takes an elite defense and does something with it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, let's see what else. The uh, Cowboys beat the Giants. Um, it was actually a little bit closer in the beginning. I think at half it was only like a touchdown or 10-point game, but then the it Cowboys, was, yeah. Cowboys put away. And uh, I mean, I typically never feel bad for the NFC East teams, but Giants, I mean, they have – they lost like four starters that game. Like Saquon had a bad ankle injury. They lost um, – I forget who it was. Daniel Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones. They lost That's receiver just- that – Tony threw a punch and got ejected. Like they were down to like backup backups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the Daniel Jones play, I won't understand. Like they just did that quarterback rollout at, at the goal line when they had two unblocked players. Like, dude, what, yep. what do you, what do you expect them to do? You have two guys coming at your quarterback. I'm going to crush them. And yeah. what happened? They crushed him and he got concussed. Oh, stunning. Shocker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cowboys, uh, unfortunately their offense looks really good. Yeah uh the cardinals beat the niners in a low scoring game kyler didn't have his best game but they still found a way to one to win and uh trey lance started that game because i think uh what's his name is hurt i guess and trey lance got hurt too sprained his knee a lot of injuries this week yeah he did um i said this could be game of the week and i think after looking back it probably was except for maybe the monday night game uh chargers browns it, the stat line for this game is insane because the Browns set a record. I think it was like teams that it was like teams that, that had 400 yards or more scored f- like 40 points and no turnovers were like 400 and oh or something. And they lost, they lost 47, 42. Like it was, I mean, look at this. Their, their leading rusher had 161 yards and a touchdown. Their leading receiver had 149 yards and a touchdown, yeah. and they lost. Yeah. Like, you're talking about two guys that want you had a guy running for a buck 50, buck 60, and a guy running for, you know, receiving for a buck 50, and you lose. That's just, and that's, no, no picks, no fumbles, no nothing. And they, now Baker played a clean game. It, it was, a, I mean, it was a 47 42 shootout. shootout great yeah. game. Yeah, it was a great game. I got to say, I got to give respect to one guy I, gave, I, I had no, was, wasn't very high on coming to the year. Man, Austin Eckler is the number one running back, and he plays very well. He's versatile. He finds the end zone. He's strong, too. He's, I, he I, reminds me of the Doug Martin muscle hamster kind of oh, build. Okay. I like that comparison. Yeah, I was of the same mindset where I didn't think Eckler was going to be. I thought he was like that scat pack change of pace guy. I never thought he was going to be like a three down back, but. He's definitely oh, yeah, he's, like I regret not taking good. him in fantasy because I have all my running backs are fucking hurt because we yeah. have Barkley and Jacobs and so hey, he's an absolute dual threat too and you know put him in the MVP conversation Justin Herbert has turned that whole offense team and everything around I'll get to him later but put him in the MVP conversation that was a hell of a game I will say I mean it's it's kind of always quarterbacks but I would say without a question the top three MVP runners right now are well. I would have said Stafford still, but he's not looked as great lately. But yeah. Kyler, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert 
are the three like runaways right now for MVP. I, uh, I, I agree with that. I put Josh Allen in it though. You know, the, yeah. ever since they beat that, they've lost the Steelers. They have been a nightmare. And I mean, Sunday night game this past week, they, yeah. they beat the chiefs and it was pretty handily. It really yes. wasn't, wasn't that the, close. Uh, to the game. Yeah. Speaking of bills beat the chiefs 38, 20, it, it was a little close in the beginning. And then the, I mean, but the bills kind of just owned the game the whole time. And then yeah, like an hour and a half lightning delay. I forget yeah. how long it was. Cause I went to go do laundry because it was taking forever and i was like at one point i was like All right, i need to go to bed and i just woke up and saw the score it's like i got work at six in the morning so it was yeah bills bills look really good chiefs defense is rough right now so we'll right see, uh, yeah they're they've looked bad man we'll the chiefs they don't look we talked about that um they don't look like the same team they look like they look like a six-win team with Patrick Mahomes. And, like, it's really – the skill players aren't the same. I mean, Hill and Kelsey are still awesome, but offensive line hasn't looked good. They don't have much of a run game. Edwards Hilaire just got hurt. That defense is just awful. There's nothing about that defense that is good. The red zone defense in particular is just an embarrassment. Yeah, it's it's looking rough. Um, and then the final game, which was wild uh, – Colts were up like it was like 20 to 25 9, I think. Yeah. And then the really Ravens, wasn't close at all. Ravens came back, went into overtime, and Lamar Jackson on the first drive drove him down the field and scored. Um, I will say the this game was very upsetting to me because I had a 10 point lead in fantasy football and I had the Colts kicker and I was going against Mark Andrews and I was like, Mark Andrews hasn't had a touchdown all year. He hasn't really put up a lot of yards. I'll be fine. Mark Andrews had 40 fantasy points. He he violated me. I was not happy. I was not happy. Did he even like buy you dinner or anything after he just went in and did his thing? No, he did his thing. Just what he had like almost yeah, like 150 receiving yards or something like two or three touchdowns. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was. um, uh, What's Lamar Jackson's number one target there? He looked great. Yeah. He just started, they were in sync. Everything he was just the one drive, it was just them the whole time, yeah. back and forth. So it was impressive. Lamar looked really good, spreading the ball all over the field, too. I will say that that's, I, I mean, I have a lot of like criticisms on Lamar because his passing's never been like great, but he, I mean, he was like, I think it was like 43 of like 48 or something and like 400 yards and like how many, like. He had a phenomenal pass. He's uh, listen. He's he's given us a lot of incredible games in his career. I think this is the best game I've seen him play. It yeah. was really incredible. I'll I'll yeah. get to him. He's definitely on the list. Don't you worry about that. I think back to back participant um, now. But he had a hell of a game. The comeback was incredible. The way he did it was incredible. I mean, I mean, even give the give the other guy credit. Wentz actually played a pretty good game, but. Not enough to help them win, I guess. Hey, you know, I I mean, he wasn't the reason they lost no, yeah, that he, game. Yeah, no. I saw him make some good um, throws. Yeah, but some of those field goals you miss, you got you to gotta find a way to finish them. Get them in the end zone. This would have never been an issue. Yeah, I forget who it was. Someone was like, how the hell do you miss those field goals with those fucking binoculars on? Yeah, it's good point. Rodrigo has the the glasses. He's got he's got such a good look, and I'm I'm upset to hear that he's really standing out of the league. And it wasn't score. a bad kicker either, but he had a hit an no, injury. He was terrible. As, yeah. So, all right. Well, speaking of Lamar and Josh Allen and other studs, would you like to roll into that? Who do you want to do? You want to do the disappointers first? Nah, we're, we're, we're in a positive mood. The Eagles won. Yeah, yeah. Okay. well, the Eagles won. We're in a positive mood. This is a win week. So, um, I think I already 
you know, mentioned this earlier, there's incredible performances all week. There was really tight competition. I mean, you know, Derrick Henry just did his normal. I think he went for 180 yards, just absolute beast. Didn't make it this week. Tom, Tom Brady, I mean, put up on a hell of a game, 400 four touchdowns, also didn't make it this week. We already mentioned Kyle Pitts' incredible game. Mike Williams had a hell of a game. Austin Eckler even put up a hell of a game, but uh, neither of them made it this week. So we'll get right into it. The first stud, and you know what? There's certain things that catch my attention right away. You go over the 200 barrier mark and rushing, receiving, whatever it is, that catches my eye right away. Being important, pretty much being the, the focal point of your offense all game when, you know what, they needed you to step up. Everyone knows he's the best player on the team. He gets tripled and double teamed every single game. Went against a pretty solid defense and was incredible in a tight game. Went for 11 receptions, 206 yards with a Ooh. touchdown. And a super tight game where they needed every one of those yards. We got Devontae Adams as our first stud. Special shout out to another young guy that had a hell of a game right aside him in the same game. But, you know, studs you, and losing effort doesn't get you on the studs list. Jamar Chase, six receptions for 159 and a touchdown. He balled too. The rookie class this week looked very good. He, for, for as bad as he looked in the preseason, to bounce back like this is like pretty impressive. He's, uh, man, you know, he sat out a whole year, you know, the, the you know, last year, his last year of college yeah. didn't play. So yeah, I'm not, I wasn't getting too much in the training. He's looked great since he's come back. Him and Burrow want a connection, but. It's that experience connection. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers to find a way to win the game, but Devontae Adams had a hell of a game. And whenever you you get 200 yards receiving when you are getting triple and double teamed all game, that is that's an impressive, impressive feat. Yeah. Uh, moving on to one of those guys that was part of the game of the week, as we were already saying, an absolute shootout with 89 points scored. Guy that, you know, I already said, put him on the MVP watch because this was an MVP performance. Once again, I mean, shit, the Browns were – we were gassing them up as one of the best defenses in the league up until this yeah. week. And they, and they went ahead and put 47 points on him. Looked great. Looked poised doing it. He was clutched down the end, very balanced, spread the ball all over Mike Williams, special shout out for eight receptions, 165 yards and two touchdowns, which man, that's Mike, good. Mike Williams has been a beast. I, this year. I was so close to putting him on, but you know what? He didn't get it on there. The boy feeding him the ball did 26 to 43 for 398, four touchdowns against what I thought was one of the best defenses so far this year. Yeah. Uh, incredibly, incredibly mature performance that just showed his feel comfort in the game, slinging the ball all over, never looked rushed, looked, never looked out of a sink. His, you know, I already praised Mike Williams and Eckler. They all played well, but the, just the energy behind this team since Herbert has stepped into the superstar that he is now. The head coach, Brandon Staley, looks great. He's my lead, I think, for coach of the year. But uh, Justin Herbert, hell of a game in a, against a very good team, against a team that they might see in the playoffs later on. So yeah. Justin Herbert, second stud. Moving on to a guy that plays the same position as Justin Herbert and had a hell of a game too. And don't, I'm not trying to discredit Justin Herbert at all. But this guy, the way he won, it was pretty impressive. His, his, you know, passing stats weren't weren't too far off Herbert's. He went for uh, 37 for 43. The efficiency right there alone is just breathtaking. To throw the ball 43 times and miss it, through, you know, six, that's impressive. 442 yards and four touchdowns. To go along with his 14 carries for 62 yards, leading the team in rushing yards. His 442 yards passing, a franchise or a career record, I'm sorry, career best for the guy. And to do it 
to do it in a game you trailed 25 to nine. After he fumbled that ball in the red zone for them, which looked like a crushing moment, he went and the next four drives scored a touchdown each time, got the ball in overtime, didn't think anything else besides just go score, and he did it right away on the first drive. Lamar Jackson, in what is easily the best game I've seen him play in his career, looked incredible. And he did it, and you said you were very critical, and you're not the only one about his passing game. Mm -hmm. And this is not the first time that he's on the stud list for his excellent passing game um, yeah. this season. He's really developed as a passer. He looks good. He looks accurate. He's, his deep ball looks incredible with Holly Brown. And you already mentioned how Mark Andrews destroyed you in fantasy and how awesome he was with uh, Lamar. Yeah. But honestly, a gritty game, national TV, comeback um, from 25 to 9, especially when you're the guy that fumbled the ball when you're about to score and things weren't looking good and you rallied your team and, you, and got them the win. That was impressive. So Lamar all deserved it this week. Tough competition, but Lamar's the number one stud for uh, week five. No, yeah, I think uh, Lamar deserves the number one spot. Um, what about the duds? Who was the Some... uh, naughty boys? So there's a couple, uh, couple of them. Oh, I mean, just like Urban got out of the dud list last year, I didn't put John Gruden on the list this year or this week. I apologize. It's, hey, you know, I on the field is what I look for. Did he have a rough week? Of course he did, but we're going to leave the guy. Be. I don't need to kick him and put him in the double list when he's already had enough going on. Moving on though, I'm not going to be so nice to one of his former players. Okay. A guy that just, he was on an MVP trail throughout the season. This was by far his worst game. He, he only scored nine points, nine points. Didn't throw a single touchdown. Went for 22 of 35 for 206 and one interception. The defense he was playing against looked elite and menacing, but man, Derek Carr, you were just under siege all night. Your passes didn't look good. Nothing about that offense looked good. And that was a tough game because that was Gruden's last game of what I assume is going to be his career. And Derek Carr, you got on the the dud list here because you had a horrific performance. And I remember you did the two whiz segment. I think it was week one or week two where you said, is Derek Carr in the MVP consideration? I, you know, a big Derek Carr criticizer said that he is. All that is gone now. This was a brutal outing. I don't think things are going to get better in uh, in Vegas now that Gruden's out. I think Derek Carr goes back to being the middling quarterback that he is on a yeah. disappointing team. So I think the Raiders' fun has now come to an end, and Derek Carr has found his way on our dance <laughs> list this week. Fair enough. This next one was tough. Not to find one, but the one and two are tough. They both deserve big duds. They, they both could have been 1A and 1B. I actually had it. I had it flipped the other way, but until you gave me a little tidbit, I had to switch it the other way. Um, So it was a late minute switch, but this is 1A and 1B duds for me this week, to be honest. Stat line, 21 of 37, 177 yards, threw one touchdown, but went through three interceptions as well. And I promise you, considering I watched every second of this game that he played in, those stats are better than how he looked. That Mm. offense looked terrible all game against a defense that coming into this week had given up 40 points back-to-back weeks. They struggled mightily. 18 points is all they could manage. He was under siege, didn't look comfortable, made some terrible passes. The interceptions he threw were just – they were good plays by the defender, but, man, those were balls that you should have never even tried there. Guy that was gassed up just like Derek Carr started really strong, had a little hype going to him, but things quickly fell apart. Sam Darnold. Second dud this week. Really tough game. And you know what? I, I'm going to give the Eagles credit for winning the game, but Sam Darnold deserves a lot of credit for 
the Eagles winning that game. I think the um, the first the first Slay pick was uh, like I think it was I don't think it was a great throw, but I think Slay made a hell of a like jump on that ball to get up that yeah. high. It was a great catch, but the Nelson one was a bad throw, and the other Slay one I think was I forget I think it was just in the middle of the field. Yeah, he didn't look good at times. Made a lot of missed throws. I mean, he had a couple. I think twice he had a wide open receiver that he just. Flat oh yeah, he looked. Him, he so. looked really bad, man. The interceptions weren't the worst part of that. Again, no. just the overall inefficiency and inaccuracy was really bad. And we already said the Eagles' offense did not look good. And yeah. Sam Darnold managed to look well, worse. Well, they're not locked into Don to Darnold. I think he's still on his Jets contract, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah, no, they haven't given the new deal yet. So you need to see him out, say how it works. But I mean, starting, uh, starting out. He looked pretty good this season. This week was a rough one. So him and Derek Carr kind of have similar tales to their story so far, except uh, Sam Donald's coach didn't just get, you know, ousted. Moving on. I watched this game too. This was one I watched a lot of. We already talked about the massive, massive deficit that the, uh, the opposing team came back from. A game that, the, that honestly the Colts never should have lost. Up 25 to 9. The offense kept moving the ball. Wentz never looked bad. I, yeah. I thought they ran the ball well. Taylor had a good game and everything. Yeah. But there was one critical player that really hurt them. And tough position, you know, to get away with when you're having a rough game. Two for four on field goals. There was one moment where, my God, I, I was confused. They sent the punter out to kick a field goal. Marlon Humphrey drops off sides. They redo it. And then they bring in Blankenship. Like what, what did Blankenship have no idea that on a field goal, the kicker is required to be out there. Or did he think that they were switching out to go on with the fact that he missed the game winning field goal to, you know, go in overtime, not show up on the field when they go for that field goal. He also managed to miss an extra point. And you know what? It was the little cherry on top that I actually did not know until you told me today that he got released. So when you lose your job and you lose your team the game and you miss half your field goals and an extra point, you find yourself as the number one dud. Rodrigo, blank one chip. Sorry to see you go, buddy. Best of luck. Number one dud. That's a little that's a little rough. I mean, he was injured. Did you watch that game? Well, then why did he go well, I'm pretty out? Pretty sure one of them got blocked, didn't it? It did. Okay, I apologize, but still. The guy did forgot to show up on the first attempt that Marlon Hump jumped off, but missed extra point. I mean, even if your leg was severed, I think you can make an extra point. And then the miss the field goal that cost you the game. You know, once they, once they went overtime, you knew they were losing that game because they had no confidence in the kicker anymore. Well, I'm, I'm double checking my, my facts to make sure he actually was released. I don't know if he was, but I saw someone say he was. So, oh, no, you told me, like, you know, you seemed very confident about this. Oh, I think they're bringing in other kickers because of his injury, but I think technically he's still on the team. So we, I lied to you. You fiend. All you do is lie to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, all right. Good stud dud list. Uh, yeah. Rough job for a kickers. If you're if you're good, you're good. And if you're bad, you get criti- criticized. So listen, rough week for kickers. I mean, Mason Crosby missed it. The yeah. Vikings guy or the Bengals guy apologized, missed it as well. And and look, last week I I did a first for studs. I put a kicker on the list. And then look at what happened. Very right next week we put a kicker back on the duds list. So it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of kickers, uh, Jake Elliott's actually been much better this year. For the Did, Eagles yeah. than he has last he, year. I mean, he made it. He made a couple of big kicks for you yeah. this this past week. So. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our segment, too much whiz. Okay. Got another another three rounds of, I guess we can call them three cheese steaks. 
Uh, so the first one, too much whiz. Jalen Hurts will end the season as the Eagles' leading rusher over Sanders and Gainwell. Because right now he is the leading rusher. Why? Well, I, I mean, like, I mean, two parts <laughs> go into this. One, we don't run the ball with running backs, and two, I think that they look pretty good doing that RPO stuff. I, I expect more of that. I, I, I hope to see more of that. I'm going to say not too much, Wiz. I, I think there's a very strong chance that Hurts leads his team in rushing. I mean, it's not unheard of. Lamar Jackson's done it, obviously. Josh Allen has done it, uh, I think, twice. So it's not completely unheard of. Um, but is it going to be disgusting if it happens? Yeah, of course. But I think just unless something changes and they start running the ball with the running backs, I, I, if you don't give your running backs a chance, they're not going to put up yards. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I mean, I, I'm, I, I wouldn't be shocked if – I mean – Sanders doesn't seem like the kind of me first guy to me. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if news came out that he like requested a trade or something, just cause he's not like, he's not getting used at all. Like he's a good running back. He's got talent. I mean, yeah. I don't know why they don't want to feed what he, they ran him what twice on in the fourth quarter. And he got like almost first downs on both those runs. I'm just like, yeah, I- you see his, he's got like, four and a half yards per carry or something like give him the fucking ball I you know it's funny uh I, everyone i mean i'm not going to give the eagles credit because they had to run the ball at the end of the game yeah but everyone everyone knew you were going to run the ball to try to kill the clock and then guess what happened it still worked yeah the panthers knew what you were trying to do and you were still getting big runs but yet we won't do that at any other point in the game besides killing the clock what are we thinking i think and the other thing i think you are right i mean they seem to be very high on Gainwell. He's played a lot, and I, he's looked good in the, when he's played. So I think that's also going to hurt um, Sanders and you know getting carries and touches, and might help Hurts lead the team in rushing because you know Gainwell and Sanders look like they're going to continue to split for the rest of the season. They might. Um, all right, we'll see. Too much whiz. The Kansas City Chiefs will not win their division. Mm. I'm gonna say too much. I, I I'm not counting them off already. Uh, I don't think you know, the Chargers are gonna win or maybe listen, Denver. Denver, no. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> the I Raiders. The Raiders are gonna fall apart now that like, this whole group of things happened. The Chargers, the only one with a logistic chance, and I, Herbert looks great. And the other thing is, and I'll give Staley a lot of credit on the this. Defense that defense too. looks very good. Derwin looks great. Bosa has been big. Uh, they're making the they're making this defense is menacing and they look strong. The coaching's good. I've been very impressed with the Chargers, but let's be honest. The Chiefs defense does look terrible and they don't look the same on offense as they have in other years. But who are their three losses? They lost to the Ravens, they lost to the Chargers, and they lost to the Bills. Those, those are, are th- those are three teams that you will play in the playoffs, though. That's true. That's true. But so. the Chargers are gonna play. They're going to start playing those things. They're going to play the Chiefs again. The Chargers are going to play some other hard teams. The Browns win was very impressive. But I, I'm not giving up on the Chiefs yet. They're a veteran team that's done this before. They, they'll look ahead. And, you know, if they need to win six games in a row to close up the season and win the division, I, I very much have confidence in them being able to do it. They are going to play the Chargers again. I don't think they're going to lose that game. You know, they got them the first time. I don't think they're going to lose it again. Um, so I'm not counting them out yet. I know they have three losses, but – this team's still Patrick Mahomes still on the team. They still have Kelsey, they still have Hill. The, the defense hasn't been good in other years, and they succeeded. I, I'm not counting them out yet. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs will 
find a way to rebound at some point. I mean, they had a lot of injuries on defense, so hopefully they'll get some yeah. players back. Yeah. Um, all right. And then my last point. This one's a little bit of just like a fun, fun one. And I'll have to see if you understand what I'm saying, but okay. too much whiz. The Detroit Lions, by the end of the season, will be the greatest worst team we've seen in decades. I I see where you're going with that. I because they the I mean they're competitive. They play down to the wire, and they've lost both back to back weeks on game winning field goals. And the previous games they were in. So I I like to play away it. every game. Now you're right. You're right. They they have more fight. They've been terrible for the last I don't know what twenty years. When how long have we been watching football? They yeah they've been terrible for a very long time. Yeah. Them so them showing fight is actually a pretty you know positive sign for them. They don't need to win games as long as they look like they're fighting and competitive, which they do this year. These losses don't seem like the normal line loss losses. True. With that being said, this Lions team coming into the league I thought was one of the worst rosters in a while. Yeah. You talking about those tough games? Just look back. They've put up 17 points, 14 the week before, 17 the week before, 17 the week before that. They managed 33 the week one when the Niners were just gave up and they almost <laughs> blew the lead. Yeah. But you've had four games in a row. We haven't scored over 20 points. Their defense is playing well because going with that, they gave up 19, 24, and 19 before that. But this team is very flawed. I think the defense is playing hard. And I think the Campbell's got them coached up and that's why they're outplaying what we expect, but this offense is still awful. So I, I don't expect them to win many games just because I don't think they can score and it, they will be a two win team, but it's the lions. I mean, they, I like that they're fighting, but they, they still look like a bad team. Yeah. I mean, all things considered, they, uh, I mean, Goff hasn't been bad. He's actually been decent. Um, Hawkinson's a beast. And honestly, they're running, but like, the combo of DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams has been a really solid running back combo. Like both of them, I think are like top 20 in fantasy points. Yeah. Um, and DeAndre, I don't know if you saw, but DeAndre Swift had a nasty, like just bulldozed a guy. And DeAndre is not like a huge running back. He just ran somebody over against uh, in their last game. So he did. I, I did see that. It looked, looked impressive. I mean, they have some good pieces. I like their offensive yeah. line. They got, they played got well. some pieces. They do. The defense is, abysmal they don't have a wide receiver on the roster i mean you you name me i mean Try. offense lines guys the tight ends i can name hawkinson the running backs yeah find me a wide receiver on that team they that's gonna something, hurt them something williams i forget is something something with the t I forget his name he's from the raiders but tyro williams he's on tyro williams. yeah 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 i oh, didn't, didn't even know that well good for him yeah all right well that's our too much whiz uh, so you say what? Too much whiz on the Lions being a, the best worst team? Yeah, they still look like just yeah. a bad team. I mean, yeah, they're fighting. I thought it was a fun little. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, comparing yeah, the Jaguars, I don't think are the worst team in the world. I mean, they do have some fight. They've lost some close games. They have some moments, but ultimately yeah. they are bad teams for a reason. True, true. Jags have lost 20 straight games. Yeah, that's, uh, you know what? You know who loves – I wonder, do you, what, what do you think Urban Meyer sent John Gruden in the mail? Did he send him an edible arrangements, or do you send him, like, a, I don't know, a Chucky doll? Do you send him, like, you know, the, the 2002 Buccaneers, you know, Super Bowl videotape oh, you know, he, so he can relive the good memories? Like, you got to send him something because he took all the attention off you, buddy. I was going to say, um, he's probably, like – Thank the Lord. Like, I don't have to worry about this shit for a bit. <laughs> like, give him a give him at least an edible arrangement. John Gruden deserves an edible arrangement for Mermile. That's all I'm saying. 
All righty. Last leg of our episode here. We do our power rankings and then we get into our game picks for the next week. So coming to number 10 in our power rankings, a little bit of a shocker, but we have the Cincinnati Bengals. That's right. The Cincinnati Bengals are a good, relevant team for the first time since Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, and Hushmanzada were tearing up the field. Um, not, you're not wrong about that. That's true. They have been yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've looked good. Like, defense has been decent. Um, Joe Burrow has been really, really impressive. Um, obviously, like you said, Jamar Chase has been a beast. They have Joe Mixon, who's a beast. Like, they have a lot of good pieces, good receiving core. So, yeah. Um, and they play every team well. I mean, they took the Packers to overtime. Packers, I think I had is one of my – they got him in the championship game. So, yeah, I mean – Hey, definitely a good benchmark team. You know, yeah. you hang with them, you can hang with anyone. Yeah. Uh, coming to number nine, we have the Browns. Um, dropped a couple spots just because of the loss, but still I think a top ten team, and they're definitely uh, – Yeah, they were in that game all, all day. Yeah, I have, the, I, I have them in my NFC cha- uh, AFC championship game. Um, when I did my preseason predictions, I think they're still gonna. Go. I mean, Miles Garrett's number one in sacks. He has like, I think it's seven or eight sacks. And uh, Hargrave is actually, I think, fourth with six. So, yeah. Um, so the Browns at nine. Then we have, uh, pains me to say, is we have the Dallas Cowboys at number eight. Defense has improved. Uh, good corner and digs. He's playing really well. Six picks through five games yeah, is pretty nuts. Pretty you know what kills me is not not having them on the list, but the fact that I have to defend and fight for them to be on the list. Listen, I don't want to defend and fight for them, but I'm, I'm not foolish at the same time. I know they're a top ten team. Their their offense has been very very good. So yeah, we'll at that. Uh, Packers at number seven. Just like the Bills, they've rebounded from their week one loss and shown everyone that they're. I mean, they haven't really exploded yet which I'm surprised, but they, they're finding ways to win. And that's what good teams do. So this, this example, this week was a perfect example of that your kicker missed the late field goal. It was, yeah. you know, tight game all there. You got in overtime. Do you still find a way to win that game? True. Uh, then we have the Chargers moving up to six. I've been pretty impressed with the Chargers this year. Of course. Justin Herbert's looked really well. Really good. Um, another team that's really surprised me after week one the Ravens, uh, number five, they just, they've had what, how many overtime games now? They just, they don't, there's no quit. And I'm, I mean, I never would have, of all the teams in the league, like a John Harbaugh coach team, I would assume would never quit. And that's exactly what we're getting at. And then Lamar. Hey, with the, the injuries they've had, they've had plenty of reason to quit. And they've had, yeah. again, this has been a team that good teams find a way to win. And this is the best passer I've seen best passing season I've seen from Lamar from in his career. He's always been a stud. He's always been a incredible runner. He looks really good through the air. And that's what everyone's been waiting on. All of his many critics he's had, that's what he made. If he keeps this up, he's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And then our top four, I believe it's the same as last week. So we have Bucks at four, Rams at three, the Bills at number two, and the Cardinals at number one. So those uh, Bills at Cardinals right now are the clear favorites as best two oh, yeah. teams in the league. So just uh, Cardinals get a little edge because they're undefeated still. So, yeah. all righty. Moving now on. We, next week, baby. Always looking ahead. Big game, big game Thursday, which will be today when you listen to this episode. Uh, Eagles are taking on the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers. Oh, I've been and, waiting six weeks, uh, six weeks for this. You go first, my friend. And, uh, you know, before the season started, I said this is going to be a uh, – 
a trap game for the Bucks. It's a perfect game for the Eagles to come out with a big upset. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Eagles against a uh, a hobbled Buccaneers defense with injuries. A uh, Tom Brady who has got has got a hand problem right now. They're gonna try and run the ball in the Eagles. I hope they have a good game plan for it and they may get a close game. And Jalen Hurts does some fourth quarter magic again and get some good rushing yards to put us in a position to win. And I think they'll win. I'll give I'll even give you a score. Let's go with uh, okay. All right. You're gonna go twenty eight. 28-24 Eagles. Okay, not bad. I, I like that. It's, you're thinking big points from this offense. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely not going to go with the Eagles. No yeah. offense. I just you know, I like I said before, this is going to be a game where I need Hurts to really put up some plays and the offense in general, not just Hurts, but the offense in general. And Darnold could have been. You know what? You could have named Sam Darnold the MVP of the Eagles last week. Tom Brady is not going to lose win you this game. Like he is not going to be horrific like Donald was you can't rely on bad passes um so yeah I'm, I'm gonna go with the Eagles or I'm sorry the Buccaneers I apologize oh, okay yeah hey, yeah to twist in my mind all right and then we have uh the doozy here uh Miami Dolphins versus the Jacksonville Jaguar oh this is another London game 9 30 in the morning on Sunday at Tottenham oh, yeah. Hotspur Stadium I was supposed to go. Shout out to the, the government for giving my visa a month and a half later than I expected. So I will not be at that game, but. Oh, you know what? That's funny. So Charlotte actually asked, she messaged me on Instagram and she said, what, what game should I get tickets for Tim for? And it was that, that one or uh, the Falcons jets. And I was like, I think he would rather see Tua versus Trevor Lawrence. You were right about that. So. <laughs> I was getting Jacoby Brissett over Trevor Lawrence. Instead. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the Jaguars, I mean, they've had moments, they've been in tight games. They haven't looked terrible. Urban, the urban thing has really hurt them. Uh, I think it's yeah. just been a distraction a show last week. And, um, but they'll probably get fired, honestly, at the end of the year. Honestly, the Dolphins have got to be the biggest disappointment. Them and the Redskins defense, they've got to be the biggest deep disappointment the whole year. Uh, I'm rooting for the Dolphins to lose every game. And I think, listen, Trevor Lawrence is going to win one of these games. He's too good. He does throw a lot of picks, but every rookie does. Peyton Manning, I think, has the record. He's got his moments. He still shows you why he's Trevor Lawrence. And I think he's going to do that against the, the Dolphins. So I'm going to go Jags. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go Jags as well. I think they get – Trevor Lawrence gets his first W. And uh, I feel like they tend to – play better in london aren't they like the residential london team i mean yeah they are pretty year? much yeah that's pretty much their home stadium so yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right um then we have uh green bay chicago a divisional game so i'm sure that'll be a violent one um i still not like chicago's offense still doesn't do anything for me like you said like you said their defenses looked really good but i think rogers is going to take care of business i'll take packers yeah i this is tough. Um, you know what? Aaron Rodgers, he never loses the Bears, but it's also a division game. It's tight. That divi- that defense did look really impressive last week. Justin Fields is going to play. I'm going to go with the young buck. I think the Bears pull off a win here. I love how you led uh, that off. You're like, Aaron Rodgers never loses to the Bears. So I'm going to take the Bears. <laughs> like, there you go. Hey, you know what? It's, <laughs> it's division games. And you know what? Okay. Something I'm telling you, I was watching that Bears game, and um, Carr obviously made the stud list or the dud list, but – that defense was more of the, of the cause of that. He, he, they were just incredible. They looked like the elite defense 
when they had Trubisky. And yeah. it's all coming to Khalil Mack is having a great year. Brooklyn Smith, who I know you hate, was incredible. <laughs> and it's, it's, so I, I'm going to say they steal this one. I think they steal this one. Is it in uh, Is it in Lambeau or is it in Soldier Field? It is in Soldier Field. I feel even better now. Justin Fields gives him a little magic. Hey, rookie's going to go out there, run all over, not a lot of game tape on him. I think he catches that Packers defense sleeping, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bears in an upset. Okay. Um, we were just talking about this team, the Detroit Lions. Uh, welcome the Cincinnati Bengals to Detroit. I I want to pick the Lions, but I think Cincinnati's been pretty strong so far, so I'm gonna take the Bengals. This sounds like another heartbreaking loss for the Lions, to be honest with you. <laughs> Uh, this sounds, I think the Bengals are getting, they're in our top 10. They're getting to that point where they're not a normal Bengals team. They're, they're a team that's pretty solid and they can win those tough games. You know, like we've been saying, good teams find a way to win. I think the Lions are going to play them tough. I just think it's going to be another heartbreaker, but I'm going to take the Bengals. Yeah. Um, next we have Houston at Colts at Indianapolis. Uh, I think Colts about have a nice bounce back game because they're one and four. I don't, I, I mean, I can't. They need to win this. Yeah. Hey, the Texans looked good last week against the Patriots. I was surprised. Um, But you're right. The Colts can't can't lose this game. I mean, for the Eagles' sake, I'm hoping they win. If they go one and five and they lose the Texans, they might just pull Wentz now to keep the top five draft pick. So I'm going to say the Colts win this. Like you said, they need a win. I I do think they're the better team. So I'm going to take take the Colts. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on this one. The LA Rams travel to New Jersey. Take on the Giants, who have so many injuries. I'm going to take the Rams. I would take the Rams even if the Giants were healthy. So Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'm going to say the Rams as well. I won't babble on too much. My only question is, do we even know who the quarterback of the Giants is going to be? Uh, uh, the, assuming Jones is probably still trying to figure out how to spell his own first name. What's uh, his name? Um, uh, Mike Glennon, who I – Oh, you're retired right. like 10 years ago, but apparently he's still in the league. So, yeah, whenever you say, <laughs> Oh, I thought that guy retired 10 years ago, I don't feel confident about it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Rams. Yeah. So they don't have to explain anything. I further. saw that and I was like, Is that his son? Like, I could have sworn Mike Glennon was so much older. Uh, but yeah, um, then we have the Chiefs at Washington. Not a, not a good stretch for Washington for them because they need some wins to, to get their team right. Because I don't think Heineke, I think Heineke is a solid quarterback, but me too. I think the Chiefs need this game just as bad as the uh, Colts need their game, so I'll take the Chiefs. Yeah, I think I, uh, I, I think I believe I took the Chiefs last week to beat the Bills, mostly because I expect them to bounce back. I didn't think they were going to lose three games this early in the season. Um, they're going to go out. They're going to win this game. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to say it's going to be a close game. I've been very impressed with Heineke so far. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a close game. But this is going to be the Chiefs winning. That this is a veteran team that needs to win. They're going to beat the the team, the far less superior team. I feel like this. I agree. I feel like this could be like the uh, the Bucks Washington wild card game where it's like super close. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, listen, Heineke's look good, and that Chiefs defense look bad. So I think it's a good mixture for a high scoring uh, shootout. But you get in a shootout, Patrick Mahomes, he's going to win this. Uh, next game we have the Vikings at the Panthers. Uh, I think. Uh, poor Dalvin Cook just cannot like ever stay healthy. Like he was out another game, um, but I think I think Carolina's dealing with some injuries on defense now after the Eagles game. Sam Is Ron, Arnold, run run CMC going to play? Uh, he's questionable. Um, but regardless of whether he plays or not, I'm actually going to go with the Vikings. So. Okay, I. I mean, we. They, I heard some return for him. I mean, 
could say the same thing about both of them. I mean, Cook and McCaffrey have both, you know, some buzz about their injuries and whether they're going to play. It's always the good running backs that are hurt nowadays for fantasy purposes. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, um, obviously I've been, you know, all, ever since I've told you how entertaining the Vikings are, their offense has just been anemic. I think they put up 17 points this week against the Lions. So that has really made me look like an idiot. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a fan of that. So I'm going to go against them. I think their Viking, their defense is terrible, and I do expect McCaffrey to play. So I think that's going to be enough offense um, for them to win. So I'm going to go Panthers. Okay. Uh, yeah, you said they were the greatest show on turf, and then they put up less than 20 points. I, I, I said I said they were the greatest team to watch on TV. They were extremely entertaining. I, you know, it's not aged well. Liar. I think they, I think they put up 17, 19 points the week before that. It's not aged well as at all. Yeah. Um, really good game. Uh, last one o'clock game we have the Chargers at the Ravens. I'll let you go first because I really don't. This is a coin flip. I don't really know. You know what? The Ravens have been rolling and they've they've won some crazy games. I mean that Monday nighter against um, I don't remember who it was with, but even this past one again with the Colts, um, they've won some crazy games there. Yeah, that, I think that's the one I was thinking of. Um, I think that their luck kind of runs out a little bit. The Chargers are a good team. They already proved they can go toe-for-toe and just beat a good team in the Browns. I think they do it again. I think the Justin Herbert show just keeps rolling. Put him in the MVP conversation. Put Staley in the Coach of the Year conversation. I think Ellie wins this game. Fair enough. I think the complete opposite. I think I think the Chargers show takes down – a little bit. Um, I think Baltimore just has so much momentum going off so many crazy wins that they're going to just take it right into the, the Chargers. So I'll take the Ravens here. I mean, yeah, he put up 49 points last week against a top five defense, in my mm-hmm. opinion, against the Browns. I, I mean, think they might have needed to save some points for the Baltimore game. So I was, well, they couldn't afford to save any. I mean, they 49, what was it, 49 47? They needed every single one of those points to win that game. Yeah. Um, First four o'clock game we have is the Cardinals taking their undefeated record to Cleveland. I this is tough. I think the Browns. I think the Browns eliminate the last undefeated team. They bounce back from playing a really good game, but just couldn't win. Um, and I think they. Uh, I, I don't actually. I actually don't think it'll be close. I think Cardinals have a bad game. I'm gonna gonna go on a limb and say Browns just dominate. I think it's going to be close. I think this is actually the toughest game to pick that we've done so far. I The Browns do need this win. I really think they need a bounce back. But yeah. this Cardinal team has looked the, like the best team in football pretty much all week, all year, maybe aside from the Bills after the week one. I still think they find a way to win this game. I worry about Baker, man. The, like, the passing game in the Cleveland looks bad. Odell is a non-factor. Baker looks so inaccurate. We know about the torn labrum now. The pressure is going to be heavy with Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. The Cardinals can score at will with them, you know, just like the Chargers did. I'm going to say the Cardinals win this game and keep the undefeated season. I'll say I think Chandler Jones is in um, COVID protocol right now, so he might not even play. Uh, listen, we're, COVID's a thing of the past. He'll play. Well, clearly not because Goddard's not playing because of COVID. So, <laughs> um, All right. Then we have uh, Doradas and all their misery. <laughs> There's no uh, way. <laughs> against the Broncos. Yeah. I'm, There's no way. Normally you would say, oh, they'll like rally against rally around each other. I think it's like a bad, like it's just such a native space right now. So I'm gonna I mean the Broncos. 
you can look at the two things. You can look at what the Jag- Jaguars did to the Titans or to, had done to them by the Titans after the whole Urban Meyer came, thing came out. They clearly just looked distracted, got smacked. Obviously, the Raiders are going to be distracted. They just lost their coach. And it's kind of hard to make put a cold game plan in as a, you know interim head coach when you were expected to be the special teams coach up until three days ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I uh, don't think the Raiders are going to win this. Give me the Broncos. All right. Um, then we have a uh, Dallas Cowboys at the New England Patriots. This would be. I'm interested to see how this plays out. I I'm curious to see how the Dallas offense does against the Patriots defense. So I just do think is solid. Um, but I don't think Mac Jones is going to do enough to outscore the Cowboys. So I'm going to take the Cowboys. I I wrote down New England, and then I when I looked at it again, I was like, they haven't really looked great all year like even the defense hasn't been like they let they were in a game with the texans um that that was i mean they played really against the bucks but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna sadly take the cowboys here i don't think the there's nothing in new england to stop them. yeah i mean even looking at the game last week i mean the 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 texans were in that game uh but you know they still only put up 22 points and then mac jones did you know manage to make some um you know magic happened at the end to win that game but you're in the you're not holding the cowboys at 22 points you're gonna have to make more than just that drive at the end uh to beat them so i just don't see that happening yeah sunday night football seattle at pittsburgh two teams that are not looking great right now but seattle is in the worst and it's at heinz field so i'm going to take the steelers Steelers are going to get very lucky because, I mean, they had a, a must-need win this past week. But they're going to play the team that everyone wants to play right now, and that's the Seahawks. They're real in. I mean, besides maybe the Raiders, you know, they lost, lost their quarterback. I think the Steelers win this, and it's a much-needed win for them too. Yeah. Um, and then the Monday night game should be a fun one. Buffalo at Tennessee. I would not be shocked if Tennessee won, but I think Buffalo is way too hot right now, so I'm going to take the Bills. Yeah, Buffalo's just absolutely rolling. Ever I mean, four since, straight, so yeah. Yeah, since week one, they've just been dominant. Um, I'm not going against them. They don't look like they're slowing down. Uh, the Titans have been very sketchy, especially on the defensive side and the offensive line. So I'll take the Bills. All right, and that wraps up our uh, week six already, game picks. So we're at what, one-fourth through the season already? That's pretty sad. It's going to be we're the first, we first bye weeks this week. Yeah, I think the Falcons and let me see, Falcons, Saints, the Jets, and the Niners are all on buys. I was wondering what Niners, Niners could use that buy. They have injuries. Uh, so yeah, Eagles have like what week fourteen, one of the last buys. Yeah, we're yeah we're forever away. But yeah, it'll be a it'll be a weird Sunday because there's no Eagles will all play Thursday, so we have to wait a whole another like week and a half till they play again. So, that's true but hey you know what if we beat brady i i'll enjoy that week and a half <laughs> i'm 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 not going to be surprised if they do i think they have they can do it it's just a matter of execution because they, they i mean the penalties have been coming down you know they weren't as bad last this, week. 
well, this is the only week they've come down. I mean, they were averaging their 12 per game yeah. every other week besides this. I mean, yeah. yeah, you're right. They cut it. I mean, they cut it in half. Six is still not a number I'm going to celebrate, but yeah, yeah, they cut it in half. So that's something to be proud of. But uh, yeah. I, it's going to come down to offense. You know Tom Brady is going to go out there and score points. You're going to have to score points with them, and I haven't seen him do that at all against mm-hmm. anyone that wasn't the Falcons. So uh, I'm worried. But we'll see. Hey, we'll see. It's Brady. We'll all be gassed up for Brady. So we'll see what yeah. happens. All right. I think it was a good, uh, good recap, good episode, and looking forward to a fun game. If you're out in Philly, we might be uh, at Xfinity, so come say hi if you, if you see us. Go, go, birds, right. baby. go, birds. Peace out. Peace.